0: What's up, painless flipping podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So, without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Millionaire Show. I have with me Nathan Payne. Nathan, what's up, brother? How you doing?
0: Dude, I'm, I'm ready for this, man. I'm born. Born ready. Let's go.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Well, I think a lot of people who are tuning into this episode are going to really resonate with your story, man. Um, it, it just goes to show that um, you don't have to really have a ton of experience to get started. In fact, you just got to have a little bit of uh, ambitious and hustle, right? So uh, this is a live episode. And so for those of you who are watching, uh, comment below, let us know where you're tuning in from. But also at the end of this, we're gonna open it up for questions for Nathan. So be thinking about questions as you come uh, right along this uh, episode with us here. And so everyone wants to know, who are you, Nathan? And how did you get into real estate?
0: All right. Well, my name, uh, you got it, Nathan Payne. And I um, am originally was born in Utah, moved out to Georgia uh, when I was, you know, in elementary school, grew up in Georgia. I went to high school out there, wrestled in high school. I, uh, you know, that was a sport of my choice. Um, I sucked when I first started and then I got better, you know, and that's kind of like what got me in the, the mindset of like, Hey, if you just practice and just don't give up, you'll get good at something. So like when I, I don't even know why I'm talking about wrestling because I never talk about that on podcasts. But I'm like, well, why not talk about it today? So when I wrestled in high school, it was trash. Like I started freshman year, I was getting wrecked like every match to the point where my parents, I didn't didn't even think they like came to my matches because they're like, yo, he's about to get wrecked. Like I'm not even at least that's what I thought. Right. So I was getting wrecked, but I didn't give up. And then my dad saw, he's like, hey, this guy's not going to give up. Let's actually put some, you know, let's actually have him. you know, give them some correct training, right? So I went to go to Kochi, like um, camps in the summer. So eventually I got better. Uh, freshman year I sucked. Second year I got third in state in a uh, J V, right? Well just not seen I wasn't like a varsity yet. Then I kept going. And then senior year, I got third in the state of Georgia, and uh, didn't win. The guy that uh, that I lost to in the semifinals, that won, he's a freaking beast. He was he ended up wrestling in Iowa Central, which is a really good school, and he had been wrestling since he was like right out the womb, dude. This guy, good old Midwest boy, right? That's all. Yeah, that's that's what they're good at. Yeah, yeah. He was he was really good, dude. So he uh, his name was Joey Laser. I mean, he even had the cool name, bro. (laughs) So anyway. I, that taught me how to, like, not give up, right? Like, to, to keep going towards stuff. So after high school, went on a mission for my church from 19 to 21 years old, where I, ser- I talked about Jesus, was getting denied daily. 99% of the people I talked to did not want to talk about Jesus, obviously. They're like, get away from me, dude. You know, <laughs> that, I'm not trying to talk to you about Jesus. So that that taught me to take no as an answer, like, not, not take, like, not get offended by no's and just keep going. And then after... Uh, My mission, went to college. College, did door-to-door sales, had the muscle of not giving up, built up and rejection not bothering me. So I did door-to-door sales for six years, built up teams, was one of the top sales guys in my company. And then uh, went into real estate with zero knowledge of real estate other than the knowledge that if you want to get good at something, don't give up. So that's me. That's where I'm at I heard,
1: dude, I love it. I love it. And some of the most successful people that I've met have very similar stories in the fact that they're just they just don't take no for an answer like no is just the next step closer to yes right and so by not willing to be giving up it's led you to down the path that you are now and um, kudos to you man door-to-door sales is not an easy task uh, it takes a very unique skill set to it's do wild
0: that. bro it's wild oh. i mean the thing that i like the most about it brother is a uh, every door you meet someone different. And that was something I was like, I thought was fun. I was like, man, you know, you got old granny on this door. What am I going to get next door? Oh, some dude that wants to kill me, you know, some big, you know, dude with his shirt off,
1: you know? So you got, you saw some crazy stuff. Yeah. It's totally a mystery. And like knowing what I know about real estate, like I did not come from a background of like door-to-door sales or any, even sales for that matter. I came from a background of nutrition But I have so much respect for everybody who comes and knocks on our door. Like we live in Vegas, and so like solar panels business is crazy out here. Like every week in the summertime, and every time somebody comes up, I like I have so much respect for them, and I'm like almost trying to recruit them because I'm like if they can do this and make this, they're gonna crush it in real estate sales. And and so it's it's powerful. So
0: I do the same thing. I'm like, hey, you wanna you wanna come in? Let me give you a glass of water. Let's talk about what you're doing.
1: Right, right, and and test them a little bit, see 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 their negotiation skills. So that led you to real estate, and this show is all about you know getting started in real estate, but also how to make it a sustainable business and scaling it to just pass you know a few deals a month. Because I feel like a lot of people get started and they fail, they fail, they fail, and like oh man, this is too much. They they give up. So how how was your experience when you just got into real estate? How long did it take you to get that first deal?
0: Three months uh, it took three months. Uh, we started out knocking doors. Uh, me and my business partner. We we started. I started out with a business partner, like most people, and uh, went out, knocked doors. Didn't you know? We actually got our first deal from knocking doors. But well, we got a deal from knocking doors, but it it closed like six months, eight months later, which is a crazy story. But um, so that wasn't my first deal. It was knocked at and became a deal later. But my first deal that closed came from uh, calling an expired listings list of a guy that take his, took his property down from Croatia. His name was Donald. And he was like, listed the house. No one gave him the offer he wanted. He's in pre-foreclosure, and he was just going to lose the house. And me and my buddy went on and like convinced him. We're like, dude, you cannot lose this house. And he's like, fine. And that's how we got the deal, the first deal.
1: All right. So first deal was an expired listing. So you were cold calling expired listings then?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. So month. how how much persistence did it take on that lead, particularly? I'm sure there was more than just a few phone calls, right?
0: Oh, oh my gosh, bro. This was wild. So the first call that my buddy made, so he actually made the initial contact. He called the guy and the dude was like half asleep. Uh it was like, what? And they're like, Hey, were you selling? And the guy's like, I don't know, come on over. I, I maybe. So I I was talking to my buddy about it, and he's like, dude, this guy said he's selling. Um, We might as well check it out. So we went and knocked on his door. Dude's like, it's like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Dude's like just getting up and, you know, just giving up on life because he's like, I need to go back to Croatia, bump America. And uh, so we went in there. It took like seven or eight visits. And sometimes we would call this guy and he wouldn't answer his phone. But we're like, dude, we know Donald's at his house. Where else is he gonna be? So we would go to the house and knock on the door, we'd be like, yo, Donald, wake up. We're here. <laughs> and he'd let us in and we'd talk. And finally he was like, Yeah, all right, I'll sell it to you guys. 185. And we we didn't know, we didn't have buyers, so we had to find some. So we text, <laughs> we were working with a broker at the time and like not partnering but he was letting us work his office so he's like let me blast this deal out to every agent i know in the united in utah so we had like a list of five thousand agents and these agents thought we were list like listing the house so they showed up to the the showing with like families and stuff and we're like yo this ain't it this is this is not the way to do it (laughs) and donald had a bunch of dogs. So we're like, Donald, we're going to show your house to our buyers or people we're working with. We need you to go to the dog park. And we showed the house like three times. And every time we're like, you got to go to the dog park, bro. And he's like, fine. So it was just terribly done. Uh, but yeah, crazy experience, bro.
1: I love it. I mean, guys, listen, for people who are listening to this, this is the reality of sometimes how you have to get your first deal done. It's not going to be perfect. Um, I have stories for days about things and like, what did you learn from that, man? Like, what was the biggest lesson? Because I'm sure there were like 15 to 20 lesson- lessons oh, of what yeah, not yeah. to do. But like, what was the biggest takeaway?
0: Um, probably not how not to uh,
1: do a deal. <laughs> Just how don't do this again?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like how not to do a walkthrough. I mean, come on. We're like, hey, man, you got to go three times, and we made him leave, and then you know, blasted out the deal. We actually. So I don't know what state are you in.
1: I'm in what Las state? Vegas.
0: Oh, yeah. Las Vegas. So in yeah. Utah, the first deal, the first deal we that we were trying to do, we got sent to the board of realtors um, because because we sent out the, the the deal to the list of agents and someone ratted on us. So the first deal we we uh, we went and they're like, hey, you can't be do- marketing your contracts. That's illegal. And we we're just like, bro, we have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, we don't even know what you like. I knew nothing about real estate. Right. So we. Do you know, does that happen in Vegas? Because I know in Utah, they've kind of tried
1: to crack down a little bit on the board of realtors and like regulations. So
0: that happened I when we first it, started.
1: I think it happens everywhere in the country. So like I do majority of my business in the Midwest, specifically mm-hmm. Nebraska, and they just made a law that you have to have a, a real estate license to even assign contracts right now. Right. And so yeah. it's definitely um, an issue. Realtors hate it
0: yeah so first first experience they sent us at you know to there and we were like he had the tape recorder on the table and we were like tripping out because we we're like i don't even know what can happen to us and uh yeah so he was just like was like you guys need to stop but he probably like didn't follow up or do anything else because he probably knew he probably didn't think we were gonna make it <laughs> he's like these guys are so new they don't know what they're doing who cares about these guys
1: you know and you're talking about the seller right who was thinking that
0: No, the board that, so when we went to the board of realtors, we met with like the head agent or whoever was in charge the ones
1: that had a tape recorder on the table. They wanted to document the conversation.
0: Yes. Yes. Sorry if that's confusing, but yeah, we went, we went there to like the city and they like, we sat down with like the head board of realtors that was trying to like get us scared that we couldn't wholesale. And we were just like, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, yeah. So for a first deal, pretty interesting experiences to get try and get wrecked by the board of realtors of the first go. But we were like, who cares, man? We're Did we're you make money going. on the deal? Uh, t- 5k split it 50, 50, 2,500 each. You can say you made money, but that ain't a lot.
1: <laughs> that's worthy of ringing a bell. Like I know it's not a yeah. lot of money, but honestly, if you can learn something and make money, that's, that's incredible. Right. Uh, I feel like a lot of people maybe had that similar experience, and then would just give up. Be like, "Hey, these guys said it's illegal. I can't do this. I'm, I'm done. Like this, this business isn't for me." Right? I'm sure there's plenty of people who've uh, came to that conclusion, and I was almost one of those people, man. My first deal fell through, and I was taking time away from lunch to go show this property, and like at my job, it was just, it was crazy. And then luckily, I got my first deal, and I saw that it was real. And so, yeah, like. That first deal is everything, man. So, what happens? Sometimes that's all
0: you need. You just need it for it to be real to you, even though, you know, we're on this podcast saying it is to someone, they might not believe it until they do it, right?
1: What's 100% true? 100%. So, what happens next, man? Um, How how does your business evolve once you had the proof of concept? Did you just keep persisting forward and then, like, kind of walk us through that journey? Yo, yo,
0: terrible. It was a terrible businessman. I'm a terrible businessman. I would, uh,
1: right after that,
0: we tried to hire this all out. We're like, screw call call. And we're trying to, I ain't trying to call anyone ever again. (laughs) So I tried to hire it out to my college, my buddies that went to college with me. And I'm like, these are Americans. They'll be good at calling. And they weren't you know, we, they, they came out, we paid them 15 bucks an hour, which is just terror. Don't ever do that. It's way too much. We were paying them 15 bucks an hour to call part-time. They'd come in, you know, hammer the phones for four hours. And, you know, we didn't see a deal from that. And that bled us dry on that 5k. Right. Cause we didn't take all that money and pay ourselves yet. So that bled us dry on, on that, but we did do other deals. Like this is the crazy thing about when you first start, you have no idea what you're doing. So, uh, there was this deal that we came across that we made $42,000 on the wholesale fee. It was a great deal. Ooh. Looking at the deal now, it probably would have been like a $280,000 deal because it was, we got it at $200,000. The guy sold it to us on seller finance, no interest. Uh, for like 20 years and, and then we assigned it to somebody for like 42 and the guy ended up flipping it and selling it for like 580 y- and, oh my and we had it like a 200 it's, the numbers are something crazy like that so but we didn't know we had no idea what we we're doing bro and and, and if yeah. we had someone in our corner that was like hey guys let's take this thing let's just flip this thing why, why are you gonna wholesale this uh but but again you don't know what you don't know and uh wish i knew but it's whatever so that I that's said what it's happened. 2020. Right. So that, um, that happened, uh, hired, lost all our money, not lost all our money, wasted all our money. And, uh, d- it's just, there starts the roller coaster ride, brother. I mean, uh, you, I mean, we can fast forward. We, we saw success. We were doing deals, but it was never consistent. Right. And it didn't really get consistent until I started, uh, looking at, uh, life and others and, people like you other investors as like not competition i started looking at as like uh how can we collaborate how can we work together and mindset of shifting of scarcity over you know not being scarce versus a looking at life as there's abundancy or there's abundant um you know a lot of deals out there that's when i started doing deals consistently and it started getting better
1: i mean gosh that's so so key and I was just talking to uh, David Meltzner about this and he's like, there is so much abundance in this real estate world and so many people are afraid to reach out and ask for help. I mean, I know my first deal, I paid a finder's fee of 500 bucks, but looking back, it was probably a $50,000 deal. I mean, you can just you can just imagine that with the lack of experience and knowledge that you're gonna leave probably 10, 10 times the amount of money on the table, like every oh, single baby. time. And so if you're listening to this, guys, Nathan is a wealth of knowledge. I've done a couple hundred deals. Like we know what we're talking about to the point of, hey, we don't we don't want to be greedy. We want to help people. We if if you have a deal or a situation, reach out to us. Like we'll point you in the right direction and we'll tell you if it's not a deal too. But at least now you know that, hey, maybe I won't leave ten times the money on the table. So uh, just keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. And, and it goes back to like pretty much anything you do in life, right? You're you're not going to be obviously as good as you are in the future. Like, for example, when I did door to door, um, you know, I was I sucked. Then I got better. And then I would I managed teams. So I would go out and give an area like a neighborhood to a brand new new person. Right. They'd knock the whole neighborhood and they'd say there's no deals in there, Nate. This area sucks. Right. They'd blame it on the area. I'd be like, OK. And then I would go knock their neighborhoods and I'd sell twice three times the accounts uh that they would well they didn't really sell any so but i would sell a ton of people and that's what because they're going to miss out on deals that i would do and that's the same thing as in real estate you're going to miss out on deals or make less money than i can make because i know what i'm doing and same thing with wrestling if we bring it back to that you're going to get pinned by people i won't right so it's just it takes time takes experience and you'll get there
1: yeah and it's a proven process i mean Uh, you know, we're not the only people in this country who are doing deals every single week consistently. Like there are plenty of other people out there who are doing it, but they've figured out something that others have not. And it all comes back to the process, but it's one thing to get the leads. It's a whole nother thing to convert them to. So what are you guys doing like right now in this, um, you know, obviously I said thriving in a virtual market, kind of catch me up to speed. What's your business look like right now today?
0: Yeah. So I'll tell you, I took a big shift in what I do. So at the beginning of the year, we had multiple acquisitions, managers, dispo, uh, transaction coordinators, leads, managers, right. The normal business model, right. Of, uh, of a wholesaling business. And, uh, at, when the market shifted like three, four months ago, we had most of our acquisition reps were foreign. They're virtual assistants in Colombia. Americans, you know, expatriates, they were fine, but they weren't great. And, we were still spending like the 15 20 30,000 whatever on marketing and we just weren't getting the return on our investment uh because it was a little harder to negotiate and we're specifically we we're doing nationwide but specifically in utah so it's a little some people say it's tougher and i was like you know what man um i don't you know we got to change something up and i met uh, do you know who tom kroll is from coaching inc of yeah, course that I know is... who
1: Tom Kroll is. Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. So... It, it,
1: no, but it, for people who don't know who Tom Kroll is, he used to own Wholesaling Inc. Back in the day, mm-hmm. so he sold yeah, Wholesaling Inc.
0: Yeah, he's the goat. He's awesome. So he is. I was yeah. talking to him about it about my business, and I was like. Talking about my business partner that I had that I started with and he's like, dude, what are you doing with a business partner? You don't need a business partner. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm We started together. I'm not trying to bail on him. He's like, you don't you don't need a business partner. Like in I'm actually in getting mentored by Tom and he's like, I'm not going to mentor you uh, if, unless you drop your business partner. That's what he said. And I was like, well, wow. I meant. Yeah, as you said, I was like, okay, well, let me talk to my business partner. I was like, uh, I said, Corey, we're homies. I just said, hey, dude, we really don't need each other. The market shifted; business is looking a little different. I'm, I'm gonna do my own thing, okay? And he's like, okay, that's fine. So my business, what it looks like now, instead of a whole big wholesaling company, it's me and three virtual assistants that run my coaching business and help me get deals. And we just, we just JV and we pull pull deals off the MLS off of buyers uh, if it fits the criteria of our buyers. So I don't have like some crazy business right now. It's just me and I do deals and it feeds me and it feeds my my company and we push, we show people how to do deals like part time and that's you know nine to fivers. This is the strategy that I do. It's called reverse wholesaling. I call it painless wholesaling because it's easy. You just find deals for investors that you know they're buying criteria and you, you you patch them up you, yeah you're not gonna make like uh, 80 to 50 60k whatever like you can do on spreads you're gonna make 5 ten but for me at when I was running that big wholesaling company we'd make big spreads of six figures but after having to pay everyone out and split 50% half I mean it wasn't that profitable I'll be I'll straight up be real with you guys it wasn't as profitable as I'd like and right now I run a business that takes half my time to run and I'm, I I would say sometimes I make more and sometimes I make the same and it's less of a headache so that's uh that's where i'm at
1: that is so cool that so cool to hear that man because um i I think a lot of people got kind of almost brainwashed into thinking including not i wouldn't say i was brainwashed but just thinking that scaling was the only cool way to run a wholesaling operation and you're right man i mean we have 10 employees right now like 10 in the united states employees all across the country and a few different markets and um overhead gets expensive and so when the market does shift rather than you being able to be like oh no big deal like I'll just move via here and like we'll just go get one more deal like you still have to maintain that revenue and if if you don't have a sharp team in place to do that well you might instead of making fifty thousand a month you might go to losing 30 or forty thousand a month and so um, right for everyone watching this you know what I'm doing versus what Nathan doing they're both uh, exceptional and they both work but you might find out that you just don't want to manage a team um, but rather you want it more intimate and that totally works and and I love your approach man I think that's awesome that you're really reversing it so you already know who your buyers are which eliminates a lot of stress of selling a deal too you already For know what sure,
0: they're the nationwide model is painful, you know, especially if you get deals that you don't, you don't know if you could sell them. You know what I'm saying? And that's usually what happens if you have like nationwide pay per click going. That's what our lead gen was. So not not that yours is wrong or mine is wrong. It's just difference of lifestyle and what you want. And my lifestyle is I want something super uh, chill. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. What I want.
0: And I'm when sure you yours work, is chill too once you get it streamlined. But you know, for me, I just didn't, I didn't want to manage that big old team. You know?
1: Yeah, 100. And yeah, I mean. I don't chill typically, but, um, I I guess for me, it's like, I have this vision of this company and, um, chilling is like working on something. And I'm sure for you too, like for the coaching and mentorship, you're like, you're always excited to be pushing the needle forward. Right. Yeah. So I know you don't chill, Nathan.
0: No, no, yeah. No. The coaching, the mentorship, definitely not chilling on that part, but I'm talking about on the real real estate side. Like yeah. I wanted something that like was a little bit less intensive because after doing it for four years and grinding and I'm like, dude, there's gotta be a better way for me. And it's let's like, for example, I did a call with Brent Daniels. I help him with the coaching and there's a girl that was on there that has a deal. And she's like, can you help me JV with it? And I said, yeah, that's chill for me. It's like, I didn't have to talk to the seller. I didn't have to do anything. I just have to connector to a buyer and i think we can sell it that's so chill i'm yeah maybe that is the wrong word a little no no
1: i i see i totally see what you're saying but that is like the best um most laid-back version of having the the hustle right the hustle culture where it's like right you know work all day long build this whole team up um don't take any days off like that that's that's old school like the new school is you know let's make things efficient Let's work smarter, not harder, right? And let's make more money doing it all collectively as an abundant team, rather than I have to do all this by myself. And so, it, dude. Um, dude, it's 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 incredible. And um, so, so you're you're finding opportunities through MLS, and you're finding opportunities through other investors, probably in your community, other influencers communities as well is that what's working right now yeah that's
0: that's basically what i'm doing i'm closing a deal on monday uh, in columbia south carolina just got the hud statement nineteen thousand dollars and i'm splitting it with one of my students uh, i don't like the word students what members of my community and uh he brought it to me i found the buyer i'm giving him 60 percent. i'm taking 40 because he's a part of the membership and it was easy it's it, oh. like I, he, he did the negotiations. I just had to find the buyer and I had the buyer. I had a buyer in like, uh, I think in a day.
1: I love that, man. How, how are you finding buyers in these markets where you don't have a established relationship with already?
0: Uh, I, I, I leverage agents. That's what I do. Like I'll look for on batch leads. I'll look at like what agents or on Zillow. I'll see what agents, um, are in the area that are representing a flipper. And I just call them and say, Hey, can you, you tie me, connect me to anyone, you know, in the area that would want a house right by the one you're listing, I'll pay you commission. That's how we find most of our, our buyers.
1: That's smart, man. That's smart. You know, I, I know a lot of people are using investor lift, um, including ourselves. And, you know, you still have to be very strategic about the way you're finding these people um, because blasting the the days are blasting a list I think are uh, long gone. Um, because (laughs) buyers are, you know, I think a lot of people just went out of the market like, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait this one out. Right. Yeah.
0: You need relationships. That's what's going to work right now is if you know someone, they trust you and you're like, dude, buy this deal. It's a good deal. They'll do it. And that's like, what's working. That's why I teach reverse wholesaling. Cause I'm like, let me talk to my top guys that are, I know are buying, let me bring them deals and they'll buy it. But if you blast my guys on a list, they're probably not going to look at your email.
1: Yeah, exactly. So are you doing any off-market acquisitions like on your own uh, with paid marketing spend, like any PPC, anything like that right now?
0: No, dude, zero. I mean, I'll be straight. So,
1: so, so let me so tell nice. you,
0: and I, I got to be straight up real with everyone on here. And let me tell you the power of having a community and leverage and a YouTube channel and social media. I go out to... Um, cold calling companies i go out to home light and i say look i have a community i'll close your leads for you on my community live give me leads for free and they they hook me up with leads so i get leads from home light i get leads from a cold calling company i get leads from an, like i'm just get, getting leads that i don't have to pay and and i know that's not fair for a lot of, of people that don't get to do that but in i i share the i share the love like come into my community and I'll give you leads. You want leads? I'll hook you up. We just have to, we just got a partner. And that's what I found out a lot, brother. I found out that a lot of these guys that are crushing it at the top that are influencers or whatever, they get hooked up. I found yeah. that out. And, and I'm not here to um, hide that from anybody. You guys go, go build a community. And if you can't yet, Hit me up. I'm sure. I'm sure you you could do the same thing, man. I mean, if you hit up some neat, I I speed the lead. Any of these companies that maybe might be struggling right now to send out leads, you say, hey, look, I'll close your leads live. They'll they'll give that's
1: you free advertising for them. That's exposure. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's really awesome. I mean, I've seen challenges like that with um, obviously RJ Bates. He's done the live 50 day deal challenge, and man, I can't. I don't even want to know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars he probably made from that mm-hmm. experience. But, mm-hmm. um, it just goes to show that that is obviously it works 100%. So, right. so
0: yeah, you'll spend on my end.
1: <laughs> I like that, man. That's, that's really smart. So for, so for somebody who's watching who maybe a little bit earlier on in their career in their journey, or maybe they're just like wanting to get their first or next deal and, and, and build a team or maybe have a team like yours. Like what is, what is something that they can do right now? to find their first deal? If I were
0: starting over again, I would do the opposite of what I did. And that's what I did was I knocked doors and I called the list for three months. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I would find buyers in my market that are tight. I would honestly, I'd go find a, a dude that buys apartment complexes in commercial. And I'd say, hey dude, I will find you anything you want. Just teach me your ways and pay me a fee if I bring you something. That's what I would do because then you have someone that can tell you what's going on if you find a deal. But when you're new and you just start calling, you you really have no idea what price you need stuff at. If anyone even wants your stuff, you you go at it backwards. And I know they call it reverse wholesaling, but I think that's the way to do it when you're a beginner. Find someone, find out what their criteria is and go find it and then use piggyback off of them for knowledge for when you need to find out like details.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, really smart because it's going to save you that huge long learning curve, right. And all the pain that is associated with that. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No pun intended, right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, awesome, man. So, I mean, that, that was one of the things that, that, you know what, actually, I met my business partner, um, from calling kind of the reverse wholesaling off of for rent sign to see what he, if he was looking to buy more property, that's how I met my business partner. And so, um, it, there are real buyers out there who would absolutely love if you reached out to them. And if you can bring value, right. Don't just say, Hey, can I pick your brain? Like leave with value. Right. I think that's, what's important for people to understand is don't be that guy who comes in and just takes, 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 takes. Like, remember that, this person's probably already running a successful business. So what can you do to, you know, bring value revenue to their business? And most people are willing to share, right. Yeah, and the ones yeah, who are not, sure. they, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'll never understand that component, but, um, cool, man. So from, from here, I mean, do you see yourself, um, continuing to do the business model that you are right now in terms of forever or do you do you plan have plans to shift down the road to more commercial? Because I know you had mentioned um, what what you would do now if you were starting back then. So what are your future plans?
0: Yeah, I, I would like to get more into commercial. I think that's the play. I think the you know the natural progression and things is to start as a wholesaler, get into flipping, start buying and hold, and then get into bigger stuff once you feel like comfortable like holding multi-units and stuff. So that's where where I want to go on the real estate side, but I'm really passionate about the community I'm building. Everyone talks about community, but that's like what I really want. So I want to make, I want to create a place where people can go and they get everything they need at like a super affordable price. Like, so my, I have a, like a club mentorship that's like anybody can afford. I wish it existed when I started because I was dropping tons of dough on, on coaches. And if this, if what I have created, if that existed, it would, would have saved me so much time and energy and money.
1: Yeah, man. That's, that's so true. And, and we'll definitely let people know where they can learn more about that at the end here, Nathan. Um, mm. I'm curious though. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on mentorship. My very first mentorship, I I put 50 on credit cards after about three to six months. um, And and I did not know how I was going to pay it back. But how much have you invested in, in, in mentorship like out of the gate?
0: I think it's it's a total of like one hundred and ten thousand right now on total mentorships with between masterminds. I've told you about the family. I've done Sean Terry's Six Figure Syndicate, Mastermind, Jung Blood, Jerry Norton. Um, what else? Uh, John Martinez training. I've bought in sales training from Franklin Covey. Uh, just there's, there's so much, dude, it's never ending. And, um, I think it's, it, it's awesome. Cause you, every time I j- pay for coaching, like my goal is to get as tight as I can with the, the mentor, um, and, uh, network my butt off and every coaching program I've ever been a part of, I'm tight with the mentor and I, uh, I've done a deal with someone in the program.
1: That's amazing, man. It's, it's totally, it, you set the intention ahead of time. So of course, naturally that's going to happen. Um, you know, you see people go to these though and say that it doesn't work because they weren't intentional. They didn't They didn't uh, make it an effort to build those relationships. And uh, one thing that I've heard a lot from you, man, and I can definitely tell uh, based on just seeing who you're connected with and, and observing your community is the word community. And it's really cool to see that, man, because I think a lot of us who are around our age um, have so much opportunity. Like, the internet makes this so easy to bring people together, to do things like this, to give away free information. Um, yeah, bro. The resources are out there, man. They're available to anybody and everybody who's watching this right now.
0: Exactly, and what I found out as I've done this business is the information is it's fine, but that's not like what gets you paid, right? It's like having knowledge is great, but that's not that doesn't do it all. Like, it's all about taking action, and that's like why I give away everything for free. And I'm you give away tons of free resources because it's like, go ahead, take all everything I have, take every contract that I have, but that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Like I could be, you could be a brain surgeon. You could tell me everything I to do, but that doesn't mean I'm going to know how to do it. I got to take action.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Uh, you, you have to take the action and there are steps needed. Like there's a lot of things that happen once a deal is found. I mean, to get that thing to the payday, we, every time, like I, I have a few, um, people who are negotiating deals in my community right now. And they're like, Hey man, I'm so excited. I got a verbal agreement and I'm like, man, do I want to, do I want to break the bad news to him? I've seen this situation before. It's a divorce like this, this, Mm -hmm. this, and this, this could happen. Like, let me, let me help you understand how I would handle this conversation and having somebody in your corner who's been there, done that, seen this before is going to help you avoid that verbal agreement turning into a broken contract. Right. And so, I just yeah, can't bro. emphasize how important that is. Um, I see it all the time.
0: You know what, man? I, I don't count any check, any cash, and until it's in my bank account, bro. Cause, and even yeah. if it's in your bank account, I've heard people that like have gotten paid and they still like, hey, I need you to send that money back or something crazy. So don't, um, yeah, I've learned that the hard way. Uh, don't count. Cause you know how you know how it is in real estate. You can be like, "Oh yeah, I'm about to get this deal," and then something crazy will happen. So, in about to to piggyback off of what you're saying about things happening um, that you can't, you know, you need someone in your corner. So, this deal right now, the 19k deal that we're doing in Columbia, South Carolina. It, check this out. So that we we're about to close. The buyer's ready, um, and uh, there's a three million dollar judgment on the guy that died that left the property to his kids. Right. And so his kids are trying to sell it. He, the guy died; it's a probate. And uh, the guy, and the guy I'm jv was like, bro, there's a three million dollar judgment, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> "He okay. was thinking dead deal." Yeah, thinking dead deal. And for me, yeah. um, the the sellers had an attorney. Our this was in Columbia, so the 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 buyer had an attorney. And the buyers like, we can't move forward because of this. And I'm like, well, hey, have your buyer reach out to their attorney. I'm sure that attorney knows about it. So I'm doing other things, right? I'm I'm working my business and nothing's happening, right? So I thought someone was gonna take care of it. So I call back after like five days. I'm like, what's going on? Have your attorney reached out to their attorney? They're like, what are you talking about? What attorney? And I'm like, I explained to you that this seller has an attorney. And they're like, oh no, we just thought the seller was by themselves. We haven't done anything. And I'm like, dude, you you if you don't know that, then that deal could really die because I didn't follow up. So then I was like, no. Get in touch your attorney with their attorney. Get this figured out. They're like, okay, fine. They got to figure it out. We're good. But you got to like wipe people's butts in this industry sometimes, dude. You got to like hold people's hands. And it's if you don't know what to do, yeah, things can fall apart.
1: Yeah, you really do. And you know, obviously, you want to find a good title company who can move things forward. But correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is South Carolina is that an attorney state, or is that it's just not. the attorneys involved? I, I,
0: yeah, I think there's attorneys involved. I don't think it's a, a attorney state. I think the attorney states, as far as I know, like Georgia and then up north and like New Jersey and all that, I hate attorney okay. states to be real, to be honest. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've actually only done a few deals in the attorney states, Iowa being one of them, which is kind of weird because it's in the Midwest. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, we have plenty of deals right now that if we didn't push it forward or have the knowledge to know what to do our title company's not going to know like they're, they're going to kill the deal because they're not going to take action like they're not getting the paycheck exactly so they're going to drag you, their feet
0: you got to push stuff forward half like all the time um and you know that's where the experience comes in sometimes you don't know what to do but now you figure it out
1: 100 cool guys so uh for anybody who is hanging out here who has questions for nathan Uh, now's the time go ahead and drop your questions below and that way we can um use his wisdom while while he's here and and so we can share some of that and um man so many gold nuggets here today um let me (laughs) kind of let me let me ask you this let me ask you this so while these people are thinking of the questions and take advantage of this guys ask your questions here below have there been any um like game changer books any any things along your journey that have really moved the needle for you because i know the the most valuable piece of real estate for me is right between my ears and yeah, i'll yeah. always talk about how important that is with mindset and all that so i always like to ask like do you have a favorite book that you you'd like to share
0: so it's, it's interesting. I haven't read this book. I listened to the audio, but the go giver is something that comes to my mind, right? Because nothing really, nothing changed for me until I believed that there was an abundance out there and I needed to give, give more than I received. And that's when everything changed. And that's why I think my community is blowing up is because I'm giving everything away and, and I'm serving. Right. And like I bring in people who are experts that have their own coaching programs. And I'm like, dude, take all the people i don't even care take everybody because there's enough for everybody you know there's a, there's enough to teach there's enough deals to do so that that's really changed my mindset and if the people that are listening or will listen it's like don't don't think that there's limited deals that's not true there's so many people that are selling nationwide or even in your area you just need to you know think of the best way to leverage yourself leverage other people and you'll do deals
1: I love that man. That's um, that's a book that I read early on, and I think Tom Kroll is actually the one who recommended that book on a podcast that I listened to. So this is serious, guys. If you haven't read The Go Giver, you have to read that book. Um, But it's one thing just to read it. You actually need to practice um, giving. And you know, a lot of people too in my market, they're like, "Dude, you're crazy for training and telling everyone what you're doing." Like, because you guys have been had a lot of success. I'm like, well, listen. I don't look at it as they're going to go take all of the deals. I look at it as how many more deals are we going to do together? And almost every single time that's the case. And that's not why I do it though. I think that's, what's important to understand. It's, it's going to come back no matter what every single time. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to work with people. It's fun to help others. So it works. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, man. So, all right. Um, if nobody has any questions, um, let, where, where can people find out about your community, man, and, and, and get into your world?
0: Um, you can find me on any platform, on social media, Instagram, Nathan Payne Official. Uh, I have a Facebook group. It's Na- uh, Painless Wholesaling Group, YouTube, Nathan Payne. Uh, and I have a Discord channel. That's like where my community mainly is. It's in Discord, but you got to like hit me up for me to give you the link. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you can just search it in Discord, investor Thrive. But uh yeah, hit me up anywhere. If you DM me, it's either me responding to you or my virtual assistant. Uh shout out to AJ. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm really busy. So AJ takes over and responds for me. So if we've ever had a conversation, it's a 50-50 chance it's me or AJ. All right. You could just say, Hey, is this AJ? And he'll he'll tell you. But uh that's just how it is. You gotta <laughs> VAs are dope. If you don't have VAs, you should get one.
1: 100% man. Well, go follow Nathan um, Investor Thrive. Um, I'm gonna have to get in this discord world. I, I talked to another person who's talking about discord and oh, how many people they have in there. I'm like, what do you mean you have 80,000 people on your discord channel? Like, w- w- that, that exists? That's insane. Bro, Discord uh, is
0: the future, brother. I, 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 my Discord was dead, and then I hired uh, one of my buddies from college, who like all he does is live in Discord, and he's like pimped out my Discord, and he's pimping it out with like bots and automations and all this stuff. And I'm like, whatever, dude, go do your thing, blow this thing
1: up. It's crazy. I might have to, I might have to talk to you about that one. That that sounds pretty interesting. Somebody yeah. asked here, and I, I don't know the answer to this question. Do you help people only only help people that are in the in the states? meaning like the United you, States?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I've worked with people in Israel. I got a bunch of, I got the guy in Russia that I've been talking to. Uh, got one guy in Australia. Shout out to my boy, Graham uh, Solomon in Australia. Uh, anywhere, man. I mean, you can invest in the United States uh, real estate from anywhere. It's Yeah, no problem.
1: It blows my mind too, because anybody who's watching this pretty much, at least from my knowledge, can wholesale property in the United States. As long as you can obviously get the whatever paperwork you need, but am I missing anything? Is there anything special that they would need to do a deal out here?
0: A bank a bank account.
1: <laughs> a bank account. They,
0: yeah, they need a bank account to get that that check, right?
1: <laughs> true, true, true. I think that's, that's it, right? Like I mean you can
0: maybe you can do a deal like I don't know how they would do it under their name. Maybe they have to start an LLC, but maybe they can do that. Uh, I haven't really dived into the legalities, but I know they can do it.
1: <laughs> okay, there you have it. Well, hit up Nathan if you want to uh, do deals from all across the whole world. Um, yeah. If anybody else has any questions, drop them below. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be wrapping this thing up, man. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and sharing, sharing your uh, value, your wisdom to the to the yeah, community appreciate it
0: yeah and you're you're uh you're coming on mine as well correct my podcast
1: yes um i don't know if that's next week or or when that is but yeah we have it set up here so i'm i'm pumped to come on there and share share some nuggets as well
0: yeah drop drop everything you got for us man uh i I know you got a lot of good stuff you can give us too
1: 100 percent. all right dude any last uh thoughts any last words advice for these people
0: you know what I think? It's interesting. Uh, last thing I'll leave with: a lot of people are skeptical about the real estate market, right? They're like, "Oh, yeah, it sucks," right? It's not like, yes, of, of course. Right now, it's weird, but uh, that if sellers can't sell their houses quickly, who are they going to look to? They're going to look to investors that can structure deals, that can get it done. So, this is the time. I mean, this is this is great. This is this is a time to get into this because uh, a lot of opportunities. So, don't think that it, this is a bad time. This is a good time.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that. And do you have a few more minutes? Somebody did just ask another question.
0: I got the time, brother. I, I got a meeting in like
1: uh, let's see
0: nine minutes. but uh, yeah, I got nine minutes.
1: We have time for one more question, but I, I just had to I just had to say this to piggyback off that. The economy is the economy. Don't let it be your economy. The w- people who are out there with good intentions to help sellers out who need the help right now. They're still doing deals and they're still making money regardless of what the buyers are doing right now in wholesaling real estate. We will close on many deals in the next month, many, many, many deals in the next month. And it's because we have just pivoted and we're moving forward like nothing has changed except for the fact that we got to buy the properties at a little bit more of a discount. So I just wanted to say that to piggyback yeah. you off your advice because it's so true. That's it. All right. All right. There it is. When you find MLS listings, do you only target distressed properties?
0: Yes. Yeah, so when you're targeting MLS properties, do not do not be worried about the listing price. Okay, who cares what they list it for? Because a lot of agents do a disservice to people by putting the properties really, really high. Because then no one makes any offers. And then I come in and I make an offer, and they're like, "Well, shoot, that's the only offer I got." Yeah, even though it's like 200k under below what I listed it for. So. Target properties that look like they need to be rehabbed. If they're not, if they've already been flipped, then it's like, that's a waste, right? But if it looks like it needs to be updated, yes, target those, but do not care. Do not worry if it's listed too high. I just did a deal, $25,000 wholesale fee. Uh, Again, I JV'd with somebody and it was uh, listed for $450. I made an offer at $325. The agent laughed at me. He was like, nah, bro, I got a way better offer. Ended up that the person I'm JV'ing with got it. At uh, 370. Okay. So 450. I offered 325. They offered 370. They sent it to me and said, Hey, do you have a buyer? I said, Dude, I made an offer at 325. You're way too high. I told them to renegotiate it. They got that agent down to 320, 5K less than what I had offered because we found out more <laughs> stuff about the property. And we wholesaled the deal to one buyer for 345 to make 25K. So yeah. be- that agent kind of screwed that guy, in my opinion, put it way, way too high. And no one was making offers. Then we came in and brought him lower. He should have accepted my first offer. He would have made five thousand dollars more, but you know, that's what happens.
1: Yeah, and he would have saved some time. I mean, I see it all the time, dude. It it happens all the time. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Just say, hey, you know, if that's what you want to do. Go ahead and, and and sell that. And you hate to say it, but it's like when it doesn't sell, um, I don't know if my offer is gonna be that high when the market's going this way, right? Right. And right seeing a lot more motivated sellers calling us off of the mls right now so anyway good stuff man great question by the way so um, nathan thank you so much brother i appreciate it thank you all for tuning in until next time take care and we'll see you then